When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matthew Ford. He didn't even realise it was happening. And me, John Richardson. This is a podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FBL teams of some of the country's funniest people, not all of them. No, that's true. Um, this is the second episode this week. So where should we start? When did you last wash? Oh, this morning. This morning, I uh, I showered at about 8.40. So at the time of recording, I, I showered less than an hour ago. And I really Lovely. enjoyed it. And when will you next shower? Presumably after the podcast. You know, after a podcast, it's it's a humid, clammy atmosphere. It's basically an arena of conflict. You've got to come straight off the podcast, go and get that bumhole washed, because otherwise it's an absolute <laughs> disgrace. Um, I, you know what? It depends what happens. It depends what happens today. I, I might have a shower tonight. Obviously, it's getting warmer now. So I do love an afternoon shower. You know what I really love, John, is mm-hmm. af- after a gig, having a shower, when I get home, I'm going to bed mega clean. <gasps> Best thing. Climbing into your rotten sheets. <laughs> Fresh bedding, plus you've had a shower, then get into bed. Oh my G. It's brilliant. You, I, I, I guess I'm describing something you've never done, so you, you can't emotionally connect with the information I'm giving you. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm at ease with my personal hygiene, so I, I'm, I'm quite willing to have these conversations. But I don't like, I don't like showering before bed. Why? I, I think it seems a waste. It's a waste to get clean and then just lie unconscious for a number of hours. And then wake up again. You need to shower before you come into contact with people. Yeah, but you shower again in the morning. Well, then you're just wasting water. It's no, just an absolute no, waste of water. No, no, no. You're just making sure. What I'm talking about is in a situation where you need to shower, not just for the sake of it. So, as you know, when I'm on stage, I'm a physical performer. I you're all over space. the shop, aren't you? Like Norman Wisdom. Yeah, plus um, the pistols. So, I come off drenched in sweat soggy back um i need a shower otherwise i'm coming out in some sort of damn rash and that has happened um, you know what for years you get actually, sweat rash oh mate i had i don't remember do you remember when i had scabby eyelids <laughs> 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 it was around 2013 14 I, I i could after edinburgh i could basically peel the skin off my eyelids yeah. really sore. and every time i blinked which obviously was millions of times every day it would aggravate it and it was basically just because i, I needed in edinburgh in hot sweaty venues i just needed to be sharing after every gig and i wasn't and um, my skin deteriorated for quite some time so there you go shower after a gig guys it's the best way to do it. I think loads of people, rock and roll stars do it, don't they? And and actors in the theatre, they have a shower and they come off and they towel down. It's a very unique smell, a dressing room shower. Yeah, it's not I, nice, I would be as worried about what I was going to catch in the shower cubicle of most dressing rooms in the country. I don't know what people imagine a theatre dressing room is like. But basically what happens is most acts don't use them because they're staying in a local hotel. So what happens is you have pantomime season where it's just getting absolutely battered. 
Um, and then it basically isn't used for a year. So God knows what sort of fungus is growing in those warm pipes when they're not getting run through. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't touch one with a, with a, with my body. I was going to say with a with a dirty stick, but that's basically what my body is. <laughs> I um I never use venue hotels. I always wait to get back. So you know I observe that rule. Um, I think for for those of you that haven't been backstage at uh, in showbiz, Sharon <laughs> Theatre. <laughs> Shower house, would, but it would be like showering in the toilets on the back of a football stand. You know, like, it, it, it's not a place that screams cleanliness and and freshness. Yes, it's as if every theatre in the country got an email just before the first show opened to say, "Oh, you know, you've got to have shower facilities." So they got like the closest thing that was available to a plumber to just say, "Oh, will you just, you know, that leak in that pipe up there? Can you fit an attachment to it?" Um, and make it smell of the stale urine of... Uh... <laughs> urine. <laughs> Your vowel pronunciations are all over the place today. It happens to me sometimes. Well, it I've been abroad, happens... haven't I? I've, I've been speaking non-stop Spanish. You know, I don't know if you've been to uh, Benidorm, but you can't survive out there without, without a very, very good Spanish tongue. Did you see any of the places featured in the hit show Bargain Loving Brits Abroad? Uh, not only did I see some of the places, I actually interviewed some people who have been in the show Bargain Loving Brits Abroad. That you recognised? Um, well, not really. No, one woman, <laughs> one woman was saying to me, this isn't my first time on telly. Um, Spanish, obviously. Um, she said, oh, I've been on Bargain Loving Brits. I said, all right, have you? She said, yeah, I, I, I turned up to uh, have my hair cut. And they were filming at the hairdressers, and uh, I don't mind, I sit down. Uh, she put that big uh, towel thing over my head, and I obviously had my mask on because it was COVID, so you could only see one eyebrow. That were it, that were me on telly. Um, well, so there's good, a lot of that yeah. going on. Good of you to give her second eyebrow the big break it deserves. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't think we're going to use her, so she's just going to be even more disappointed. Yeah, that John Richardson out oh. here as well, he, he, he's a tease. You can't Stank. trust the media. You can't trust the media. They lie Stank and lie. And cheese and fish and vinegar and all them other smells that come out of the male body when they don't wash properly. So um, you, you had a nice time in Benidorm. Was the weather good for you? Uh, yeah, it rained a couple of days. Um, but, nice. you know, uh, I'm not going to complain. And then we travelled further south in Spain. That was absolutely magnificent, wonderful country. Um, very fond of it. I couldn't get a deal anywhere. I was trying to get picked up, you know, last few games. Obviously, the Leeds United great Pablo Hernandez is currently out in Spain. There's a few of our uh, old players knocking about. We've got players on loan out there. I thought I might get picked up, you know. Just, I'm not in good shape. Physically, I'm a, I'm a mess at the minute. I'm... Uh, well, I it's think interesting I'm, you say that because you look good. That's very kind of you. I don't feel good. Uh, I, I, I feel bad. I need to sort my body out. Um, perhaps it's a sort of spin-off uh, podcast for the summer, but I need to get fit this summer because I am wobbly and out of shape. Oh, that's like a good idea. We could, do a, we could do a pre-season type thing where maybe we we do some sort of uh, fitness yeah. to try and get ready for the new season. I think you've got that thing. You know, sometimes when you're being quite healthy, and obviously you check the reflection most days, don't you, usually when you're brushing your teeth or shaving or whatever. That sounds um, like a sort of Paul McKenna that would be a chapter in his book, Check Your Reflection. 
Oh, yeah, like make your bed, like um, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Make your bed, check your reflection, wash your balls. Um, I, I dare say you don't do any of those three things. But anyway, so um, when you're checking reflection, sometimes you think, oh, you know, ooh, I look a bit rough this one or whatever. You know what I found mad? You know, sometimes if you've had like a really big night, you've been to the pub and you've gone for it, sometimes mm-hmm. the following day you look radiant. And people will often say, oh, my God, you look so good. You're like, mate, I was out till five. I look appalling. But there's something about maybe it's just alcohol just gives you that redness sometimes that that for a limited (laughs) period of time can look like a healthy glow. Yeah, that's a smash. That's a really healthy nose you've got there. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Once it tips over. But I'm talking about like the one night glow where, I don't know, maybe you've had a bit of red wine. Maybe it's a combination of food and booze, where if you have like a nice Italian meal, a couple of glasses of red, a bit of cheese, your body just has that sort of fat glow where <laughs> obviously the, the chub pushes out your wrinkles anyway. That's the danger. Do you know I what it is? I don't think there's any science behind it at all. I think it's got nothing to do with the booze or the, you know, the bloating. I think it's purely to do with your psychology when you look in the mirror. When you've been out, and you know you've been out till five, and the last thing you did was Ralph up a Burger King across a car park. You wake up in the morning and you think, I'm going to look dead. And then the minute you're alive, you think, oh, actually, it's not look that bad. In the same way, the opposite happens. If you've been physically dormant for a long time, like I have, <laughs> and then you get on the treadmill for seven minutes, have an asthma attack, and then get in the shower... You secretly think, well, I'll tell you what, that's, that'll have kick-started it, though. That little bit of exercise, I'll probably look at it. I'm probably a little bit slimmer than I was. You look in the mirror looking for improvements, and you think, oh, God, that's done absolutely nothing. No point exercising at all. I look worse than I did before I got on there. So it's to do with, I think, what you're looking for. And if you look for improvement, you won't find it. But if you look for the faults, you start thinking, well, actually, I've, I've always had quite a nice uh, left cheek. Well... It perhaps also has to do with the fact that you're drunk. And yes, you're of course, still hammered. Yeah. Yes. Oh, um, right. We haven't heard from Vinny for a while. Oh, God. No, I was, I was sort of wonderfully enjoying it and just not mentioning it, but since you've remembered he exists. Okay, well, here he is. I can't remember the last time we had him on, you know. Sniff inside him and see what uh, snacks you can smell, and that should help carbon date it somehow. When did I last have Watsits? Boy, he smells like your balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, did take him to Spain with me. I'm here to read your post and your tweets. Hey, Chad, how was Spain, my friend? Uh, it was muy bien. Gracias. You're a very clever man. You're a very funny man. But I got to tell you, listening to the last few podcasts, you got to wash your nuts, mate. <laughs> I'll take advice from anyone who's got some. You can keep your mouth shut. Vinny, do you know while we're discussing um, the Spanish language, it occurs to me, here, here we have a, a native Dutch sock. Um, you've never actually heard you speak in your native tongue. You, you kindly, you speak in English for the purpose of our podcast, for our listeners. But we do have, we know this, listeners out in Friesland, where you're from, and other parts of uh, the Netherlands. Perhaps you'd like to speak to them in, in, in your native tongue. Well... I think that's uh, very, very kind of you to give me the uh, the uh, the opportunity to do this. Um, I mean, obviously, I've been in England a pretty long time, so... Um, you've still got quite an accent, though. I don't, I, I don't think we should believe for a second that you've forgotten the entirety of your mother tongue. Okay. Uh, Dag, I dear then. That's just... Uh, <laughs> hello, everyone. Yeah? 
Yeah. What, what else would you like me to share? Well, whatever else you can Google quickly. Um, very difficult to Google with a sock on one hand, I imagine. No, but I'd job. like you to no, say... You have to, remember, um, you have to remember, okay, uh, Zuik Main Balen. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that means, even though I don't speak Dutch. That means shuck my balls. Yeah, But the I difference know. is, mine are clean. And yours are dirty. you, you got to wash them nuts. I'm telling you, man, chicks don't dig it. You managed to speak Dutch in such an English uh, way, Vinny, that the phrase Zwieg mein Ballen was instantly recognisable. Yeah, well, look, because I can speak both languages, but I prefer the English with the Dutch accent. Then for me, it's the best. That's like Hovis best of both. You know what those guys, they're like, here's your loaf of bread. It's got the bitch you like from the white bread, bitch you like from the wholemeal. We stuck it together. That's me. I'm, I like the English language, but I prefer the Dutch accents. Satisfied with my answers, Mr. Question Man? Um, Yeah, I'll take it. Why not? Okay, let's crack on, because this is your podcast. Uh, And I'm here to read your post and tweet. So this is from Philip Booth. He says, hey, lads, love the pod. You got a problem with the way I'm reading this? Uh, I like the way he said Booth. Okay. Hey, lads, love the pod. Thought a good FPL-themed name for the feature of feature suggestions could be the feature assists. What do you reckon there? I don't get the joke. Isn't it like uh, feature assists? Maybe is it like future assets or something like that? And it's a pen on there? Philip, we, we, we don't know what the hell you're on about, my friend. If you get in touch, please let us know what the pun is based on. I thought it, it looked clever, so I read it out. But he has a question here, Phil. He says, for life advice, do you have any advice for a dad of three, under three, two of those being newborn twins? I'm presuming right. he means all his kids are under three, not he's under three and he's a dad. Yeah, three, scientifically three. incredible if he's under three and he's got three kids. That'd be I some mean, Jerry Springer shit right there, dude. Yeah. So your life advice, you're a daddy, you, you give advice to Philip Booth. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's got three kids and they're all under three. Yeah, two, two of those are twins. A, two of them are newborn twins. Would you want a, do you want a genuine piece of advice, you mean? Um, Phil? Yeah. I would write off the next... Two to three years of your life, um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. There'll be good moments, but just just brace yourself for it being absolutely brutally difficult. And of course, there will be wonderful times ahead when those kids are all older and they play together. What you've done is you've had your kids; they're very close age. Hopefully, they'll get on. They'll play together. There'll be years when you go on holiday. You don't have to worry about taking friends or childcare or anything. You just they'll all entertain each other. You and your missus can get absolutely hammered. Um, but what I would say is you, you are in, you are in for it for the next two years at least, and I think preparing for that now um, is, is is you know the best way. When you when you're in it, just think, well, this is it, but it will get better. Can I? Uh, it's going to be horrific, Ooh. awful. Can I, can I give some advice to Jan? Can I be so impertinent as a as a fellow father to Chipinch? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, what what do your kids look like? Ankle socks. <laughs> That's basically racist, mate. You can't Pop say this to me. Don't eat. Well, no, you're, you're a, a sock. Jingoism. You're jingoism. You're a, there's nothing to do with your nationality, is it? <sighs> it's to do with nationality. They're saying you are a sock, so you would give birth to smaller socks. You are playing upon racist stereotypes about Dutch sock puppets. Think about what you're doing, man. You're so unenlightened. You're I've thought vegan. about it, and I'm actually quite comfortable with it. Yeah, because you're racist deep to your rotten bones. Anyway, I'm going to give this guy some advice. Tell me if you think this is good advice. I don't. All right, you want me to hear it first? Go on, Yeah, Phil, as a fellow dad, I just want to tell you that being a father is a great gift. 
is a blessing from God. And nurturing the next generation is a great, great honor and privilege. So what you got to do, Phil, is get in with the what discipline. What you got to do? <laughs> get, get in with the New discipline. York recently, Vinny. I travel. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time in New York. You know this, Amsterdam Avenue. Like, basically built by the Dutch, so I, I go there a lot. So anyway, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Phil Booth. Phil, got to get in with the disciplines from a very early age. You cannot let them boss you about. They will undermine you. They will try and ruin your confidence. You have to let them know who's boss every day of their damn lives. Is that cool? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be my advice. I, 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 I would say from my experience, a lot of uh, a lot of childhood tantrums are down to the inability to communicate their ideas. And if you can teach them some basic makaton, um, that will really help. There are hand movements for milk, more, um, things like that, that uh, really help them communicate their ideas to you Phil. from a very young age. And, and that will avoid a lot of the tantrums. Oh, give me a break. Phil, this is woke peace. You and I both know as real men, you know, manhood is real, okay? The dominant gender, and we have to dominate the space like you would if you was a midfield general. None of this woke stuff. You the boss. What you say goes, my friend. I mean, to back yes. you up all the way. Okay. Well, t- two different schools of thought there. Yeah, mine's the correct one. Look, I didn't get this far in life by being a, a pushover. How far are you in life, Vinny? What, what, what have you achieved? I'm a goddamn alphabet, you piece of shit. I listen to the <laughs> Confessions of a CEO podcast. I'm thinking about Bitcoin daily. You, you don't, you, you guys, you're all getting distracted by tofu and how to pronounce jalapenos. I'm out there thinking about Bitcoins and crypto bros. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, shuck a neck because you thought I was just some, you know, uh, milk drinking simpleton from the provinces. I don't even think you're capable of drinking milk, Vinny. You don't have a mouth. You don't have a throat. You don't have any way of digesting the milk. The milk would soak into your sock and you'd smell like a bit of stinking old brie within about 24 hours. Then you'd have to go in the washing machine and you wouldn't like that because then you'd shrink and then Matt Ford would have to hire a child to wear you and then he'd get into all sorts of legal difficulties. So I think you you know that even milk drinking is beyond you, you incompetent sock. If I didn't have a mouth, how could I do this? <laughs> Tell me this, Mr. Cleverman, wise boy. I don't want to know how you did that. I don't, I don't even like thinking about it. Okay. Have you got if any I... other emails to read, or do you want to give some Bitcoin advice to our listeners? I tell you what, you know what? I think I'm going to go lie down because I, I feel like I've let myself down in a way. I got very aggressive. I gave, I mm-hmm. think, bad advice. Mm-hmm. And if I give bad advice, I, I feel very, very bad. Okay. I'm going to go lie down. I'm going to reflect. Do not invest in Bitcoin, would be my advice at the moment. I think okay, it well, might that be, is good advice. I think it basically might be a sort of Ponzi scheme. Right. Have you got any evidence for that from, from your podcast? No, I just get a change that, uh, you know, it, it's reliant on more people joining the market. And it's not backed by a lender of last resort. You know, you, you don't have like a Bank of England backing this thing up. You know, what if it, the currency crashes? You know, you don't have a government that is able to try and save it or prop it up or whatever. Cannot do quantitative easing with Bitcoin. Okay, well, it's parenting advice and Bitcoin advice from Vinny. Uh, clearly yeah. trying to form, excuse you, his own uh, breakaway pocket. Yeah, everything all right, Vinny? You know, You're all over I, the shop this week. I just feel like I've been left out a bit. I'm tired, I'm in the emotional end. Okay. I thought I had a regular gig on the show, and then I barely get a look in, and then when I do, I get angry, and I say things that I don't mean, and now I feel bad in myself. What will help you out is another couple of weeks back in your drawer. Oh. <laughs> okay. Look. See you later, mate.
Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, he's, he's, you know, as he gets older, his personality is developing and, and obviously... He's a mess. He is a mess. And and I kind of get that a lot of it's youthful exuberance uh, and he's going through changes and things, but he can't mm. be giving advice like that. It's just appalling about dominating people and... Dominating children. From a very different era and a very different time, haven't he? Um, so we have, to be, we have to allow him a little bit of latitude. But oddly very up on Bitcoin. Yeah, I do worry about some of the websites he goes on. Uh, I, mm. I think it's really tricky because I think um, I think a lot of guys like Vinny see a get-rich-quick scheme and they just want that quick, you know, obviously he's trying to get into the podcast game. We've given him a bit of a break. He's got he's had a bit of attention. He, he's enjoyed the warm glow of that, but he, he wants to monetize it and I don't think he can. So I, I actually think he's trying to think of his own podcast. And I keep saying yeah, to you, you only exist as a, as a psychic on ours. You know, you're not big enough for a spin-off yet. Yeah, I think um, he's clearly, he's trying to break away. You, you want to watch out. Really? It's time for Lukaku's line, is it anyway? So uh, I'll, I'll be the guest and you be the host. Okay. Just knock, put, knock. Some, put some vegan in. But wait, who arrives early to a party? It's not the sort of behaviour we expect of footballers. We imagine they're going to roll up late. Here we go. Ding dong. Why did you knock the first time when I've got a bell? I don't know, geez. I just wanted to like do both, innit? Yeah, I swear to God, I was telling him about it the other day. Oh yeah. When you say him, is is he with you now? Have you got more than one guest this week? Nah, geez, I've got loads of mates. Anyway, like seriously, I was telling someone else about it. I was like, he's got a door and a doorbell. So like, what? I mean, what am I like? I just, I just use both of them. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Well, come inside. Help yourself to what? What would you like to eat or drink? Uh. Well, I've got a big bum, and I? So, like, maybe, like, cream cakes, because I've got to keep it nice and, like, flabby around me, around me bum cheeks. <laughs> so I can, like, bounce people off, you know what I mean? I swear to God, I was telling him about that the other day. I turned around with him, didn't I? I said, look, my bum. Right, okay. Well, I mean, the only player I'm aware of having their bottom discussed in, in recent weeks has been John McGinn. But you don't sound like John McGinn. Nah, I don't look like him neither, mate. Well... In some ways, like we're blokes and we wear football kits. But yeah, I was telling him that. I swear, I swear. Who is him? Why do you keep saying I was telling him? Is that well, a clue it's just I'm like, missing? It's just what you say, isn't it? You're like, I was telling him that the other day. Yeah. Are you a current footballer? Yeah, I was telling him that. I said I played football. Premier League footballer? Yeah. Playing for West Ham? Yeah. No? <laughs> yeah. I just you don't said, sound yeah. sure. You don't sound sure who you play for. I'm dead sure, geez. I play for West Ham in England. Yeah, I love doing both. I score against non-league teams for fun, geez. Bush. Hello, mate. Gives the ball. Bush. So I guess you're Jared Bowen? I said England, mate. What? I score against non-league teams and give me the ball and bush. Oh, I don't... I'm bum like, I do keep me uppies with it and everything. I was telling him this the other day. Why do you keep saying I was telling it's him? Declan soft... Rice. Yes, yes, Declan Rice. Has he got a big bum? Yeah, I've got a right old bumper, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard Declan Rice talk. It's news to me that he's this sort of... Uh... Chipper. Well, thank you for coming. You are the sort of footballer I probably would invite to a house party. You seem like a decent sort. I thought that. I thought like that. A nice I, lad. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for that, mate. And uh, I, I love um, I love your stuff. Love the podcast, by the way. Me and all the lads listen to it on a coach. Do you? Put it on a big boombox. Yeah. The bass comes out of it. It's been lovely having you. Uh, help yourself to a party bag on your way out. 
It feels like you sort of ushering me. It feels like I just got here and now I come all the way up the M1 for this. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I sort of. I'm only interested in the bit when you arrive. To be honest, I think after I know who you are, I don't really want you in my house anymore. I feel like I've kind of ruined your day a bit here, mate. I, I, I thought this was a feature about a guest, a guest arriving, and then w- what they do on whose lines it anyway to sort of keep the energy up. Um, that w- once the person has been guest, then that that's really it. They don't then continue the party in real time. I guess that's my fault, then, isn't it? I guess I just sort of carried on talking. I should have stopped talking. Yeah, I think just stop talking. Okay, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Are we still there? Yeah, but I, look, I said I'd stop, so I've stopped, right? That's the end of it. You, you might as well be Matt Ford then for all the sense I, I get out of him. What do you make, Declan, of some new features that we've had suggested along this line? We've had a, a lovely good run of Lukaku's line, is it anyway? Um, we've asked for suggestions. Ashley suggests a feature called Don't Look Back Elanga. Um, each week you look back at a failed next big thing in football and, and think about where their careers would have been if they'd turned out to be as good as we all thought they were going to be. I like the wordplay, but it's a bit negative, isn't it? It's a bit like, ha-ha, look at your crap life, you know? Yes, Absolutely. It's like you know, you can't be cutting these guys down. Perhaps a bit more in our, uh, bit more in our uh, hitting zone. Uh, yeah. Ant Man suggests what's ailing you this week. Um, you talk about health problems you've had in the last seven days. Geez, I was saying this to him the other day. You've got to do more about the health. Do you know what I mean? Physical and mental. So I think that's good. Mm. You've got a bit of wordplay there. It's it's more contemporary. You know, all the others are quite. You know, don't look back at anger. Like you know. That song is old, geez. It's old. Like, it's good, but it's old. You know, Luke Arcus line is anyway. I had to ask my granddad what that was about. Andrew Garner suggests, come down with me. Uh, use TripAdvisor to find the most no-nonsense, preferably scathing restaurant reviews. That's a great idea. And who goes on come down with me anyway? Like, those people are mugs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to let people in my ass. I'm going to cook them dinner and they're going to slag it off. Yeah, Don't can backfire. Off, I just made you a, a, you know, I just made you, you know, a nice meal. Can backfire inviting people into your house when they sort of stay beyond their welcome. Yeah, well, look, I've loved it, mate. Okay, bye. See you, geese. <laughs> there we go, there, Declan wow. Rice. How, how was he? Uh, I mean, increasingly annoying. Ooh, it, it just he wouldn't leave. Well, that's the thing with rice, you know. After a while, <laughs> it does get a bit. Uh, substantial doesn't it you can only have so much yeah it made me like him more your impression this is a good suggestion from jack malian um the manager of borussia malian gladbach nice um this might be a one-week wonder but go for another of my beloved chelsea players as a feature ben chilwell and go with chill well or chill hell I wouldn't usually suggest a Chelsea player as the curse has already curtailed Reese James's season. Plus, it cannot be a coincidence that since Lukaku's line is it anyway has aired, the man's talent has disappeared. But as Chilwell is already out for the season, who could it hurt? Talk about what things belong in a fridge, Chilwell. <gasps> or should definitely not be kept in the fridge, Chilwell. Catch up, the obvious debate. Big fan of the pod and Vinny regards Jack Mallion. That I realised that fantastic. the curse had struck Lukaku. Lukaku. It is is odd, isn't it? What do you think of Chilwell or Chill Hell? I think it's great. And ketchup is the one that comes to mind because ketchup is vinegar-based and does not need to be kept in the fridge. And cold ketchup is a meal killer, in my opinion. John, over to you. (laughs) I don't really use ketchup. Um, it's no, not it's not one of my condiments of choice. I do tend to. I mean, it's really just an issue of size that I don't put them in the. I, I, 
I, I, I know the science, but I'm still uncomfortable. Not, more because of all the, the sort of muck around the top. Oh, the crud. And what happens to that, the crud, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I, I want to put one more email to you before we leave. Okay. Um, we had an email in from Mark who suggests a feature called Knowing Ben Me, Knowing Ben You. Okay. <laughs> um, he doesn't actually know what the feature is. He just likes the title. But he ends his email, uh, I once worked one summer with Fordy in Edinburgh on a radio show. And before we'd had any contact, he unprovoked brought everyone in a full cake that they had to eat during the show. A good man, but a bold move that I still think about to this day. What? Got any memories of Mark and forcing him to eat cake? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I forced him to eat cake. He, he sort of implies that you brought a cake into the studio before you recorded uh, and, and they had to eat it during the show. He bought us a full cake to eat during the show. That's his wording. Not a cake. You didn't just give them a cake. You, this cake was to be eaten during the show. I'm, I'm, these are his words. Good man, but a bold move I still think about to this day. I, um, I, I don't recall um, that. But that, that feels like a good deed that I've done and someone interpreting that as some sort of like power move rather than just, oh, I'm a guest on your show. Here's some cake. It's another case of bullying in our industry. You turn up and you force people to, you go full Bruce Bogtrier and you make them eat a full cake to punish them. Eat that cake, boy. <laughs> I mean, how is that a negative? He turned up with a cake and it was a bold move. It's just a gesture. It's just a positive, kind gesture. No, but it, I'm picturing like a full Sara Lee chocolate gatto. And you've just, they've been on offer, so you've bought eight and you're just handing them round to people who don't want them. It's like a Tuesday at seven in the morning and you've turned up like Billy Big Potatoes lobbing Sarah Lee Gattos across the room. Have that on me, yeah? Get it down, yeah? What a They're great... going out of date fast. What a great... Um, I wonder if that was when we did rock and roll football in Edinburgh. Because what we would get as well was a munchie box. Me and Matt Dyson would get a munchie box. Have you ever had a munchie box? No. This is something you get in Scotland and it's basically a pizza box and in it you get like a you get chips battered deep fried pizza and like just other battered stuff and they just basically fill a pizza box with fried stuff and it's called a munchie box it's oh, great yeah. we had that with some iron brew and some cake salt and sauce you know what that chip shop if you've never been to Edinburgh it has its own chip shop sauce which is basically a mixture of brown sauce and vinegar mm. I find it a bit too sharp I like a little bit of it but I wouldn't put it on a whole bag of chips. No, it really is something you need to be told before you arrive because it, it chips are such a personal thing. It, it, and it's something that if you haven't had chips for a while and you're really looking forward to it, I nearly cried the first time I went to a chippy in Edinburgh and I'd really been looking forward to chips. So they probably had a bad gig and it was a comfort blanket. And the guy said, sauce, sauce. And I just was too scared to admit I didn't know what he'd said or what that meant. And I thought maybe sauce is just what they call vinegar. That would just be like, I started to think that makes sense, actually, salt and sauce. It's like it rhymes and it trips off the tongue. And then I watched him smear this brown crud across my chips. <laughs> and I didn't dare say, Ugh, what's that? Uh. What are you doing that on my chips? I don't want them anymore. So I had to sort of sit outside in the rain trying to pick the chips that didn't have sauce all over and it's perfectly fine it is as you say it's like a watered down vinegary brown sauce isn't it but if you're not expecting it it does look like someone's cacked all over your dinner yeah it's just and the flavor is just too i mean one of the other things they do in scotland is they give you two of the stuff you order so you go i'll have sausage and chips please and you get two 
What an amazing place. What a great system. Which footballer said this week that they have a weakness for sweets? I'll read you the quote. On game day, whether we've got a 12pm kickoff or an 8pm kickoff, I eat about four hours before. And I always have sea bass and rice. Always. A little bit of sea bass and a big plate of rice. I used to have chicken and pasta, but I felt heavy and stodgy. So after chatting with my nutritionist, I switched to sea bass and rice. I've been having that for a year and a half, and it hasn't gone too badly, so I'll be sticking with it. My weakness is sweets. I love them all. Anything with a bit of sugar on it. That, to me, sounds like a British player. Am I right? Uh, yes. I'm going to guess English. Am I right? Yes. England international. Am I right? Yes. Raheem Sterling. Oh, you've fallen at the last hurdle. Oof. And it's someone you know well. Declan Rice. It's Declan Rice, I thought it yeah. was obvious because you were sort of saying Rice as if it was a clue, and I thought you are trying to lead me there. So actually, earlier, when I was Declan Rice at the party saying I want loads of sweet stuff for my big bum, I nailed it. I nailed <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> that's all we've got time for this week. Next podcast is going to be out Tuesday morning. Remember to send us new format and strand ideas and also leave those emails. Any um, stories you've seen in the week you'd like us to cover, tweet us at ComediansFPL, email us hello at cpfpl.com, find us on Instagram, on Facebook. I need your help. Tweet me at Matt Ford for some hot tips. Bye. Bye.